Support for NPR podcasts comes from the dairy farm families who own Cabot Creamery, five generations of farming and making naturally aged cheddar cheese in Vermont, on the web at go.coop. We're the Kitchen Sisters, Davia Nelson and Nikki Silva. Today, Hidden Kitchens goes to Lubbock, Texas, following the story of some hot Texas music, barbecue, and the legendary Sea Beast Doublefield. I was hitchhiking down the street in Lubbock one day When a big old Cadillac came my way Cadillac pulled over to the side of the street So I opened the door and I sat down in the seat Then I looked across the car and saw the baddest man I'd ever seen He said, where are you going, man? I said, I really don't know He said, I got a little place downtown I'd kind of like to show you so he took me to a little joint that I'd been passing by I'd always wanted to go in there but I felt a little shy He took me inside and now I've never been the same And I'll never forget the man and I'll never forget the name It was the Stub Boogie Yeah, the Stub Boogie I'm Jimmy Dale Gilmore In Lubbock, the musicians didn't have the venues that we have in Austin The musician world was just almost totally underground when we were young, Lubbock was dry. The first venues we ever had were like no legal alcohol. And so if there was a place that had alcohol, it already was illegal. So being underage wasn't any more illegal than just even being there at all. So we, our first gigs were in these joints. The very first band that I ever played in was uh, Jesse Taylor and John Reed and Joe Ely and T.J. McFarlane. Jesse was a blues guitar player. He was living over in East Lubbock. Lubbock's very segregated, even now. And he was living over in the east side of town. And one day he was hitchhiking, and this big, huge black man stopped and picked him up. It was Stubb, Stubblefield. He had a barbecue joint, tiny little dive over there. And Jesse started hanging out with Stubb, and they just became close friends. And Stubb had the best jukebox in the world. It had Howlin' Wolf and Bobby Blue Bland and, you know, Lightning Hawk. It, it was truly wonderful. Ain't that good? See, we just been have a ball. I'm looking at that little girl way over young. Thank she pulled us all. Get up, girl. At some point, Jesse said, Stub, could I bring a few of my friends over here and play some music? It was unusual, you know, for a white kid and a black man to become close friends. My name is Sharon Ely. And I was born in Lubbock, Texas, and then I migrated down to Austin with my husband, Joe Ely. Don Caldwell would come and play his horn at Stubbs Barbecue. Terry Allen started coming down there yeah. and playing, and Stevie Ray Vaughan, even Muddy Waters, and Tom T. Hall. Johnny Cash and all these people. Well, I'll never forget when uh, Linda Ronstad came and we took her over to Stubbs, and she went in Stubbs's kitchen in the back in her little white ballerina slippers <laughs> and walked through the most barbecue sauce-encrusted floor I've ever seen. Well, he was generous to everybody, but he was generous to musicians, and it provided a focal point. I mean, having the place for everybody to get together, and it was based around food it's based around the love of these people for each other. And the, and the kitchen, I mean, what's what it amounts to is the kitchen is mm -hmm. the place that everybody gets together. Stubbs 
would go around to all the different honky-tonks where all of you guys were playing, and he would invite all the musicians over for Sunday dinner. And he would go back to his little place and cook like turkey and dressing, and he would sleep on top of his pool table. We'd find him asleep the next day when all the musicians would come over and they're sunglasses, you know, and Stubbs would actually have stayed up all night cooking turkey and dressing for all the musicians. He'd do that over and over again, just free, you know. He was always saying, I want to feed the world, you know. He had this deep, beautiful voice, but he was just exuded love, big, huge guy. And he would get up and he'd say, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Stubbs and I'm a cook. Being stubbed, first of all, he had zero business sense. No money. I don't know. You just have to meet him. We miss him so much. He just left a gigantic hole in our life. You know, so everybody tried to help him, and eventually we got him to make some barbecue sauce in the kitchen, and then we take it out and sell it for him. Here now to help us all the way from Austin, Texas, is C.B. Stubblefield, known as Stubbs. Oh, Stubbs! My husband, Joey Lee, was invited to go sing on David Letterman. And then they got Stubbs to come and cook barbecue. He prepared it on stage. And how, uh, how sir, did you uh, become interested in the, uh, the science, the art, the fun of barbecuing? I was born hungry, my dad said. We had to cook. <laughs> All of us had none out of school. It was the stub boogie. Yeah, the stub boogie. The story of Stubb's Barbecue was produced by the Kitchen Sisters. Special thanks to Jesse Taylor for Stubb Boogie. You can hear more Kitchen Sisters stories and find out about our book at kitchensisters.org. We're sitting in there one night, there wasn't very much going on. Stubb said, we need some music. I said, let me get on the phone. So we called up some friends, and before we knew it, the joint was packed every night, and the cops said, screw it. There ain't a chance we can stop this anyway, so we'll let it go on till the break of day. It's the Stubb Boogie. Yeah, it's the Stubb Boogie. It's the Stubb Boogie. Support for NPR Podcasts comes from Acura, featuring the 286-horsepower TL Type S with a solar-sensing climate control system. Learn more at Acura.com.